Okay, Shalom Aleichem. Thanks again for having me back. This is the third year in our series where we are trying to, as we said at the beginning in the first year, we're trying to see how from my Marim of Hasidus we can get a vision of the Gula. We're trying to see how the Maimorim explained to us what will be this spiritual experience called Gile Lokos or Gile Asmus or Dir Betachtainim or Gile Orin Soif. We said at the beginning that it's not just something that is a spiritual thing and we've never heard of it and we've never seen it before and we have no idea what it could be. It's something that actually there are precedents in Jewish history that you didn't have experienced these types of Giluyim, whether it was individuals, Nevi'im, Meshur Beinu, other Tzadikim, or it was on a massive scale at certain times, at certain events, one of the key events being Akriyas Yamsuf, where the Gemara tells us <laughs> at Akriyas Yamsuf, the Gemara tells us that that uh, what what the lowest maidservant saw at the sea, even the greatest prophet never saw. So apparently, Akriyas Yamsuf, there was some kind of spiritual experience that was that was greater than Nevuah. And so we started learning this mimer, Vehechim Tavshin Yud Gimel. It's the first mimer from the Rebbe, uh, an Achrat Shalpesach mimer, first one that really goes deeply into the sugya of Kriyas Yamsuf and what happened over there. And last time we learned at the beginning, kind of the introductory part of the mimer, that asked a lot of questions about Kriyas Yamsuf, and we established that Kriyas Yamsuf was not only a practical thing that the Yidin needed to be saved from the Mitzrim, and therefore the Abishur split the sea. And the Rebbe gave a few rayas for that. One of them, the main one maybe being that, um, like Teisvis tells us, that the same side that they went into the sea is the same side that they went out. So if it had just been a practical thing for, the, for them to cross through the sea, then they would have just gone straight and come out the other side. But they didn't. They turned around. And other rayas that have brought that, that it's, you can't just say that Kriya Samson was a practical, physical thing. Rather, what Kriya Samson is, is it was actually the Rebbe says less about getting out of Mitzrayim and it was more about so therefore the Rebbe said if we want to understand what's Kriyas Yamsuf so we have to understand what's Matan Torah because Kriyas Yamsuf is just a Hachana for Matan Torah so we explained again this is all recap we explained that the way the Abishur created the world is that there's a gezeira between El Yenim and Taktoinim. What's El Yenim? Is worlds where Hashem's presence is felt more. And Taktoinim is worlds where Hashem's presence is felt less. In general, you could say Ruchnius and Gashmius. If you want to be more Pratius, maybe we'd say Atzilus and Bria are Elmas El Yenim and Yitzira and Asiya are Taktoinim. However, exactly, we want to divide it up. But the point is that there's worlds that Hashem made where he feels more present, or the beings that live in those worlds feel his presence more, and then there's worlds where he's less present, we call those Taktainim. Not that he's actually less present, but the feeling of the, the creations that live in those worlds is that he's less present, right? Really, we know Hashem is everywhere. So, that's the way that Hashem created the world, is that there's different levels of revelation of Hashem's presence. And the natural way Hashem created the world is with the Gezeira that El Yenim le Yardid le Taktainim and Taktainim le Yardid le Yenim. You don't have higher worlds going to lower worlds or lower worlds going to higher worlds. Each world is made the way it is and it experiences Hashem to a certain degree and that's it. 
And we said that the Chiddush of Matan Torah is the Bittal of Akizera. That, that can change. That more spirituality can come into physicality. And, and physicality can actually be changed by the presence of spirituality. Not like it was before Matan Torah that the Aves, we said that the Aves did a mitzvah, but the way they did a mitzvah, it was like a smell. A smell means you smell something. At the moment that you're smelling it, you feel that there's something there. And as soon as you stop, it's gone. It's not like food that at the moment you're eating, you eat something and then it stays afterward. There's a, when you eat, there's a pu'ula that stays afterward. There's an effect that's felt in the long term. But smell is not like that. So he said that's how it was when the Ovis did mitzvahs. They're, true, they combined ruchnis and gashmias, but it wasn't in a way that there was a real change taking place. But the mitzvahs that we do after Matan Torah, they actually combine Ruchnius and Gashmius. They, they cause Ruchnius to be pale on the Gashmius, to change the Gashmius in a way that is permanent and lasting. And then we said, we squeezed in at the end of last year, that there's two ways that that fusion of Ruchnius and Gashmius plays itself out. One way is we see that in halacha, certain objects that we do mitzvahs with have to be treated with certain respect. There are certain halachas that we treat mezuzahs and tefillin and sefer Torah and svarim. There's a way that they have to be treated. Why? Because when we did a mitzvah with that object, we brought kedusha into that object. But then we went on to say that it's not only about that. There's also something even deeper and something much more all-encompassing going on. And we read it quickly last time, and we spoke about a concept called Chibur Atzilus So what I want to do now is read that piece of the Mimer again, and we're going to analyze in depth, Mir Tzashem, this concept of Chibur Atzilus and we're going to see how, if we understand, it sounds like a very mystical type of thing, Chibur Atzilus but if we kind of know how to read it and know how to decode it and understand what these terms are really saying, <laughs> then we'll realize that it's really painting a picture for us of an experience as the Abishter that we can understand in some amount of detail. Okay, so let's start by reading that part of the Mimer, it's just a few lines. It's on page 387 in the copies that you have. Three lines up from the bottom, there's a new sentence that starts with Pneumius Hadvarim. And again, we're in the flow of the Mimer, we're talking about the um, we're talking about the effect of Matan Torah on the physical world. So the Rebbe says, Upnimius hadavarim bazehu, the the pnimius, the inner explanation of this thing of bringing ruchnis into gashmis, <coughs> is that koydem Matan Torah hayatzilas ubiyah shtei davarim nivdalim. There are two categories of worlds. One atzilas is a category for itself. And Bia was three worlds grouped together, Bria, Zira, Sia, grouped together in one category. We can talk about why they're, um, why they're grouped together in one category. By the way, if anybody has any questions at any point, feel free to speak up. This is not a lecture. It's, uh, you know, if there's anything that's not clear, I'm more than happy to slow down and answer a question or whatever. So, so you have two categories of worlds, Atsilis and the three worlds of Bia. And they were two separate things. And now the Rebbe is going to clarify for us what is the difference, what is the fundamental difference between Atsilis 
and all three worlds of Biyah, something that all three worlds of Biyah have in common, but that's different than Atsilus. Behind Asher Biyah is given Kivyachov Yadavar Nifra. Biyah was, so to speak, in other words, in Biyah's own experience, it felt like a Dabr Nifra. What that means is that nothing is separate from Hashem. All that really exists is Hashem. The, the question is, the difference between Atsilus and Biyah is, does it feel connected to Hashem? Or does it feel separate from Hashem? We, for example, by the way, anything we say about Biyah, you can also apply to us, because our world is Asiyah Gashmi, so it's in the category of Biyah. <coughs> so any of the statements here about Biyah, if you want to understand very clearly what they mean, just think about our experience of Hashem, and you'll see. So when we say Biyah is a Dabr Nifrad, or was a Dabr Nifrad, or Kiyaviyachol via Dabr Nifrad, so think about our experience of Hashem. Do we feel that we are one with Hashem? Not really. We might understand such a concept intellectually, or might believe it with the Munafshutta, but we don't experience ourselves to be one with Hashem. We feel like there's Hashem, and there's me, and Hashem created me, and He creates me every moment, and a lot of nice things, but I'm not one with Hashem. There's Hashem, and there's me. That's called feeling Kivyachov Yedavar Nifra. The Liyais Asher Bibiyah, in the Vadzeis Shibibiyah, is Nit Iu Vechayui Vegemui Chad. So this is a term that we're obviously going to have to explain. That being that biyah, aside from the fact that it's not, I'm not even going to bother translating it because I don't think the translation helps, but it's not there's a certain, the keyword being chad, there's a certain <coughs> lack of oneness that's being felt in biyah. In addition to that, the world of Bria there's a beginning of something called Ra, which in plain English we translate simply as being bad or evil, but we'll talk, uh, if we have time, we'll talk about exactly what the word Ra means. If we don't have time, we'll get to it next week. But in Natsilis, there's no such concept of this thing called Ra, which again will define the details of what Ra really means. So for this reason, because not only is Biyah not having this but also because Biyah has at least the beginning of Ra, so therefore it can't combine with Atsilis. You see that they're two different from each other, there's no combination of it. But the novelty, the new contribution that was made by Ubiyah, is that there should be a combination between these two worlds, which are different in these two ways that we mentioned, Right? And like we said at the beginning, there was a gzera that different worlds can't come together. So the Chiddush of Matan Torah is that nevertheless, these two different categories of worlds, Atzilus and Biyah, they should combine. Okay, and we're going to talk about what all these things mean. But for now, we're just reading to the end of the paragraph. The af shagam acher Matan is the zelba Biyah, that even though after Matan Torah, Biyah remained the same, it was the same world of the same worlds of Biyah, shebriah hu ascholos lemetziyas that Bria, whatever this beginning of Ra that existed in Bria was still there, even after Matantaitah. Nevertheless, even though that Ra was still there, this is the contribution of Matantaitah that it's possible for Atsilis to be drawn into Bia and for Bia to rise up to Atsilis. Until slowly, slowly, little by little, Yishtabu Atzilis and Biyah should become 
equal asher that biya will be like atzilus. So before I start talking too much, how does everybody feel about this uh, this piece that we just read? Cryptic, pashut. How do you guys? What do you guys think? Amazing that starting from that data, Sigil's Biyah should be able to become a dagger of Right. But how clearly do we understand what exactly that means? What? Every time it's data and Shabbos one thing or another, the Jerahmish and the Kuala Karahan, the Biyash, the Katsilis, and so on, I have trouble with because it's just for state that it's Right. In other words, different worlds are different from each other. So if they're if one's becoming like the other one, so how? Right. Does anybody else feel that question? It's a little bit unclear. If Bria, if Bria becomes like Atzilus, what's what's Bria then? Then it's just Atzilus, no? In the Gashmas would be you feel the Atzilus. Right. So very good. So you guys are familiar with these concepts a little bit, okay? So I'm, that's, I'm glad to hear that. So some of this could be something that you already know, but nevertheless, I'm going to say what I'm going to say, and hopefully it'll contribute to everyone's understanding at least a little bit. So when I first learned this for the first time, I was personally very confused. <laughs> I thought, what a similar to what my friend Yosef asked, like what, what does it mean for worlds to combine? They have to be different from each other. If there's two worlds, the, the worlds are different from each other. Once you, in what way can they combine? So, or let's, like I said, let's um, put aside Bia, the spiritual worlds of Bia for a moment and talk about um, talk about Elam Hazza, that's how I recommend starting to think about this. Like I said, our world is part of the category of Biyah. So if we can understand it with regard to our world, then we can also start thinking about Biyah. But first of all, our world is the easiest for us to understand. We know the most about it. And it's also the most relevant if we want to understand the Gula, because the Gula is, and even Kriyas Yamsuf, is something that happened in this world. So let's not worry about Bri Yitzir and Asiyah Ruchni for a moment. Let's just talk about our world. What does it mean for our world to become like Atsilas? So the first time I learned this, I had no idea. And I came back to it later, and I started thinking about it more, and it really started bothering me. And I started to think about it in the following way. I thought to myself, why would we want to combine Atsilis and this world? Why would we want to do that? So obviously the answer is because there's something in Atsilis that we don't have in this world and we want it to be brought here. And yet we want it to be brought here in a way that this world remains this world because if it doesn't become this world then it just becomes another Atsilis 
So it's really just one thing called Atsilis. And so what's the point of that? It has to be that we, there's something we want in Atsilis, and we want it to come here. And there's something about this world that we want it to stay. That's what it means to combine. There's something here that we want, and there's something from Atsilis that we want, and we're going to put them together. We're going to combine, we might say, the milas of the two different worlds. So, so the question is, what's the mila of Atsilis, and what's the mila of this world? Because we need to know what part of this world is going to stay, and what part of Atsilis is going to be brought in. <coughs> so, I got that clear, at least if I'm correct. And then I started thinking, so where am I going to go to learn what's in Atsilis that we want to bring here? And I thought about that a little bit, and then I realized that right here in this paragraph, the Rebbe says, the Rebbe says here two milas of Atsilis over Bia, which means two milas of Atsilis that are not in this world. And Mustama, if the Rebbe is saying that these, this is what there is about Atsilis that's different between Atsilis and Bia, and we want to combine Atsilis and Bia, we want to combine Atsilis with our world, so these are probably, maybe not the only two, but certainly there are two things from Atsilis that are, we want to bring here in this combination of Atsilis and this world. Does that make sense? Those milas of Atsilis that they're ever saying right here, those are going to be the first two that I'm going to think about what it means for them to come into this world. So that means that we have to understand what does it mean iu v'chayui v'gramui and what does it mean that in Atsilis there's no ra? And if we'll understand those two things, I'm not saying we'll understand completely what's Chibar Atsilis but we'll certainly be well on our way. Yeah? Everybody with me? Over here he's, he's saying not only that the Yiran is combining, he's saying the bottom line is Ashrabiyah Yiyah Kimoya Atsilis. Right. It's not just bringing together different mindless, but it's changing the completely. Well, when you say Biyah is Kimoya Atsilis, so it's the same, I think it's the same idea, because Biyah, well, Biyah is like Atsilis. Okay, so in what way is Biyah like Atsilis? On the one hand, it has to still be Biyah. On the other hand, it has to be like Atsilis. So you see how he's saying two different things. First he says, Atsilis, you should have a Biyah, Biyah, and Salva Atsilis. That's one thing. That means to combine different aspects of Biyah and Atsilis. Right. Right. And then he says, Ad, until you come to the point of Ad, Ad, that it, you stop, they come, they become more local to each other until it comes like Atsilis. Yeah. Like it's no, that yeah, should be like that. Result of Aliyah. I think it's when it says Ad, it means the part after Ad is the is kind of like the result. The result of Aliyah is and Aliyah doesn't define what it is. And it's not a good deal. <laughs> I mean, the Lashon is not. <coughs> I mean, it's not so. It's not right. I mean, you just. just <laughs> could say. That's it. What do you mean? I mean, you don't need it. You just said it. That, it's that, that, that it's be the it just. The combination to be so strong that it's going to. As if. Or. It comes to a point like we have like a Tilus. Like the way I see it, personal, personally, the way I see it, that it's the same thing. Right, not that it is Atsilis, it's going to be like Atsilis. No, it's the same idea, that there's going to be something about Biyah that's kept, 
And something about Atsilas that's brought in. I, I think all the Lashainas have that. The Atsilas so that's what we want to analyze: is what, what, what's staying from Bia and what is lost from Bia. What is replaced by the Atsilas aspect? There's certain things that if we replace them, for example, in Atsilas there's no Gashmes. Yeah. If we would take out the fact, if we would take out Gashmes from this world, at that point it's not this world anymore. You just made it Atsilas. You didn't come. You didn't bring Atsilas into this world and make this world like Atsilas. You got rid of this world, is what you did. So there have to be certain things that stay, certain things that are defining features. In, in the case of this world, I would say the physicality of this world is one of the defining features. And then there's something that's not a defining feature that we can bring in Atsilas and make it more like Atsilas in that way. So we have to kind of, it's almost like, it almost feels like surgery. We have to like say, okay, like this, this world has like five defining features, let's say, and these three could really go, they could be turned more atzilistic, but these two have to stay, let's say. I didn't, I just made up those numbers. Yeah, but that's the type of thinking that we're doing over here. So in the course of the Mimer, I think the Rebbe is going to add more than just these two. But let's start with these two, and I, I see from the time we're probably not going to have time to finish, but we'll start with these two of Iyub Chayu Ichad and, um, and the Haskal of the Metzius of Ra, because that's what the Rebbe says are that's the two that the Rebbe says in this paragraph. Okay? And everybody can argue with me as we go if, if there's anything that anybody is uncomfortable with. So, so, the way that I analyze this personally is I would start with the Iyu component because I think that the lack of Ra in Atsilis is a result of the fact that Iyu It's an outcome. In other words, Iyu means vaguely, there's some kind of feeling of oneness with Hashem. Because there's that feeling of oneness with Hashem, so therefore there's no Ra over there. But in Biyah, where there's not that Yu so there's a lack of feeling of oneness with Hashem. That lack of oneness with Hashem is going to open the door for this thing called Ra. So for that reason, I think we should start first with the concept of Yu and I gave you a paper. I see I forgot to take one for myself, if anybody wants to give me one. Um, do you have any extras? Yeah. This is the mimer, or this is? Yeah, perfect. So this paper is, a, is from a, sh- a different shir that I once gave. On the mimer, Pasach Eliyahu, from Torah Arpashos Vayera. Anybody familiar with the mimer? Torah Arpashos Vayera, Pasach Eliyahu. Yeah. Maybe. So <laughs> I meant to <laughs> actually <laughs> I meant to actually print out the mimer for you so we could learn it inside. Maybe we'll do it next time. We'll see how much time we have. <laughs> but um I'll finally have this paper from the shir that I once gave on it. So in in Pasak there's a lot of concepts in Kabbalah that are explained very in a in a very clear fundamental way over there. And one of the things that the Alter Rebbe does right at the beginning of that mimer is he gives a muscle for the whole Seder Stashlis. One muscle that captures what is Atsilis, Bri, Yitzira, and Asiyah. So that muscle is going to be very helpful to us in understanding the concept of Chibar Atsilis Ubiyah. So, by the way, you have a quote over here just at the top from Inyana Shalteris Hachsidis, 
where the Rebbe says that one of the contributions of Chassidus is that it made the concepts of Chelek HaSoyed Shevetoyda understandable to every person by using Dugmois and Meshol and Mikaychas and Tuchonis and Nefesh So fundamental to our understanding of Chassidus is the use of these Meshalim. Uh, I didn't know that for a long time I was learning Chassidus. I noticed that Chassidus often uses Meshalim of a Rav and a Talmud and a Seichel and Midas and, and all kinds of Meshalim. But I didn't always realize just how fundamental the Mashalim are. So this mashal in particular I find to be one of the most helpful mashalim and across many many Maimarim. And I think you'll see also that it's very helpful over here. So the mashal is the way he says in the Maimar, he doesn't talk about levels of Seder Stashos higher than Atsilis really. It's just Asmusorin Saif, Avishter, and then the four worlds of Atsilis Briatsira and Asiya. In Atsilis, we know that there's ten spheres, and so he explains, Dr. Abba, that the ten spheres, the muscle for them is our Eser Keiches and Nefesh. It says the same thing in Tanya, that our Eser Keiches and Nefesh are Nishtal shell from the spheres El Yenis, which if we know what the word Nishtal shell means, we realize that that itself is also telling us the same thing, that our Keiches and Nefesh are a muscle for the ten spheres. Okay, so the mashal for the ten spheres or the world of Atsilis is our ten kechas and nefesh. And our three levushim of Machshava Divra that is the mashal for Bri, Yitzira, and Asiya. So, what does that mean? What's the difference between my kechas and nefesh, my Asr kechas and nefesh, and my Shlesh levushim of Machshava Divra the basic difference is that my keiches and nefesh are united with me. They don't really feel like something separate from myself. That's who I am. It's my personality. And you see that in different ways. For example, um, if you know something about my midis, let's say, you know something about my personality, we say that you know me. Right? You know something about me. Now, hold on a second. Are my, is my personality, is that all that I am? Not really. There's really something in me that's deeper, that's sort of undefinable, that's me, and then I have that personality. Alter Rebbe says the words in the Mimer, I believe, and the Shama Yeshla Seicholomidis, not that the Neshama is Seicholomidis. The Neshama itself is something deeper, something more abstract. He calls it an Or Pasha Pliyas Chacha Seicholomidis, if anybody wants the terminology. And the idea is that it has a lavush that's connected to it, that's united with it, called Seichel and Midas. So there's no feeling of separation between my intellect and my emotions and me. Once you're thinking, so now you're thinking <coughs> words, right? There's words going on in your mind. Those words are not part of you. There, there's something that, there's a feeling of separateness, there's me and my thoughts. The thoughts are not really part of me. There's something that I expressed, they came out of me, right? They definitely are not coming from somewhere other than me, but they're not really me. There's a feeling of separation over there, right? And how much more so with speech, and how much more so with action, the separation is felt more and more. Yeah, everybody see the muscle? 
So the same thing is in in Atsilis, in the same way that my ten kaiches and nefesh have a unity with me. So Atsilis has the same type of unity with the Abishir. Specifically the Esospheres, especially. The Nishamas of Atsilis and other Madrigas of Atsilis is a little more of a discussion. But the Esospheres of Atsilis it's like Hashem's Seichel Kivyachal, it's like Hashem's Midas. So one way that that expresses itself is that you don't daven to Hashem's Midas. You daven to Hashem. And Hashem answers you through his Midas. The same thing as in the Mashal. If you want to ask me a favor, let's say, so you don't ask my attribute of kindness a favor, you ask me a favor. And I do the favor exercising my attribute of kindness. So it's a Levush which is miyuchad with me, but you can't say that the Levush which is miyuchad with me is me. I'm something beyond that that's put into that Levush. And then again, Machshavadibar Maisa, there's a there's more of a feeling of separateness. It's some if I do an action, it's something that I did, but in no way is it me. I could do something, but the, the thing that if I make something, so it's something that I made, but it's not me, it's very separate. Right? If I make like a sculpture or something. So the same thing is in the mashal, except one key difference, uh, excuse me, in the nimshal. The difference is that in the nimshal there's no real separateness between Hashem and any world. Not even our world. There's only the feeling of separateness. For, for us, there's actual separateness. I speak and the words come out and the words become something separate from me. The Abishter speaks and a world is created and the world feels separate from him but it's not actually separate from him. That's the one key difference in the mushal just spoken about also in Tanya, Perikites, Chaf, Chafal. And um, I see that we're running out of time. But if you see, we'll just finish with this and we'll continue on this theme next week. If you look at the third bullet point on the bottom part of the shear here, <coughs> I mentioned over here this concept of Chibra, Tzilas, and Bia. So this, this concept of a feeling of oneness where there's no, there's no independence, <coughs> there's just a feeling that I'm an expression of the source. Right, like the way my midas feel about me, there's no, there's no separateness there. It's not two separate things. I'm my midas, and my midas are me, and yet there's still only a levush. Yeah, you see how on the one hand it's a levush, and on the other hand it's united. The term in the Maimon is levush amyukhan. So this concept is what's called iu vechayu and that feeling of not that I'm something separate, but I'm just an expression of a source, an expression of something which is enclosed inside of me, that is the way, generally speaking, that something in the world of Atsilas feels about the Eibshter. <coughs> so when we say that we're going to combine, or there was a Kriyas Yamsuf, but there will be in Geula, a combination of Atsilas and Biyah, so one of the things we're saying over here is that this feeling of separateness that's felt in Biyah, like what we have, will go away. And what will be brought in is this this feeling of that we are only a lavush and only an expression of the Abishar who is our source that is, so to speak, Kivyachal enclosed. I don't want to say those words because that gets confusing. But um, that feeling that we're not something separate, that we're just an expression, and at the same time we're totally connected with the source, that is the feeling of Atsilis, and that is one of the things that we're saying is brought into this world when there's Chibar Atsilis Ubiyah.
and maybe we'll next time we'll recap this a little bit and try to get it a little clearer and talk about the second difference of the Paschalos <coughs> Amen Siyasara, which is an Oilam Espia and not an Oilam Atilus. Shkoyach. Mashiach should come first and he'll explain it much better than I will and we'll all see it. Take it from me out, Mamash.